3: We thank you for listening. From the boardroom to the courtroom, dive into the riveting journey of Martin Screlly, the farmer bro who shook the world with his audacious drug pricing and found himself behind bars for securities fraud. Discover the story of ambition, controversy, and the high cost of greed in this in-depth exploration of one of the most polarizing figures in the pharmaceutical industry. How did a young entrepreneur end up serving time in federal prison? And what does his saga reveal about the dark side of American capitalism? Join us as we unravel the complex web of Martin Screlly's crimes, controversies, and his enduring impact on society. Martin Scraley's early life and education are foundational to understanding the complex figure he would become in the world of pharmaceuticals and finance. Born on March seventeenth, 1983 in Brooklyn, New York, to immigrant parents from Albania and Croatia, Scrawley's upbringing in a working-class neighborhood of Sheepshead Bay played a crucial role in shaping his ambitions and attitudes towards success. From a young age, he exhibited a keen intellect and insatiable curiosity, particularly in the realms of chemistry and the stock market, which hinted at his future endeavors in both finance and pharmaceuticals. Scrawley's educational journey began in the public school system of New York City, where his talents quickly distinguished him from his peers. Recognized its his potential, his parents encouraged his application to Hunter College High School, a highly competitive public school for intellectually gifted students. Despite facing the challenges of adapting to an academically rigorous environment and the cultural differences between his home life and school, he thrived, immersing himself in science and mathematics. However, his time at Hunter College High School ended abruptly when he made the unconventional decision to drop out driven by a growing fascination with the stark market and a desire to immerse himself fully in the world of finance. This early departure from from formal education did not deter his ambitions. Instead, it marked the beginning of an unconventional path to success. He soon found himself interning for Jim Cramer's hedge fund, Cramer, Berkowitz & Company, while taking night classes at Baruch College. This experience at Cramer's firm was pivotal exposing Scraley to the high-stakes world of hedge funds and investment strategies. It was here that he began to develop his aggressive approach to investing, an approach that would later characterize his business ventures and pharmaceuticals. Despite his early foray into finance, Scraley did not abandon his academic pursuits. He continued his education at the University of New York, where he pursued a bachelor's degree in business administration. Balancing his studies with his growing career in finance, Scraley graduated with a keen understanding of both the theoretical underpinnings of business and the practical realities of the financial industry. This dual perspective equipped him with the tools necessary to, give, to navigate and eventually disrupt the pharmaceutical sector. Scraley's education and early experiences laid the groundwork for his future endeavors. His time at Hunter College High School instilled in him a love for science and an understanding of the rigor and discipline required for success. Meanwhile, his work with Kramer, Berkowitz & Company, and his academic studies in business administration provided him with a deep understanding of finance and investment, as well as a taste for the high-risk, high-reward strategies that would define his career. The trajectory of Martin Screlly's early life is a testament to the complexity of his character. A blend of intellectual brilliance, relentless ambition, and a willingness to skew traditional paths in pursuit of success. Screlly's upbringing and education are crucial to understanding the controversial figure he would become. This formative period not only shaped his professional ambitions, but also set the stage for the profound impact he would have on the pharmaceutical industry and the broader discussions around healthcare, ethics, and the role of profit in medicine. Screlly's entry. Into the world of finance was marked by an early and aggressive immersion into the complexities of hedge funds, stock trading, and biotechnology investments. His career began, beginnings in finance, while not immediately indicative of his future controversies, laid the groundwork for his distinctive approach to business and investment strategies. This phase of his life was characterized by a rapid ascent through the ranks of the finance world, fueled by a combination of keen analytical skills, a penchant for risk taking, an unyielding ambition to succeed. After leaving Hunter College High School and while attending Baruch College, Skrally embarked on his finance career, like we mentioned, with an internship at uh, Kramer, Brickwitz & Company. Kramer was known for his energetic television personality on Mad Money. This experience was crucial as it introduced Skrally to the high-paced world of Wall Street, where he learned the intricacies of stock trading and investment strategy. His time at Kramer Berkowitz & Company allowed him to develop a foundational understanding of market dynamics, the importance of due diligence in investment decisions, and the aggressive tactics that could be employed to capitalize on market inefficiencies. Following his time with Kramer Berkowitz & Company, Scrawley did not immediately jump into launching his own ventures. Instead, he continued to hone his skills and knowledge at other finance firms, further enriching his understanding of the sector. It was during these formative years that Scraley's interest in biotechnology stocks began to crystallize. He recognized early on the potential for significant returns on investments in the biotech sector, given the high stakes of pharmaceutical development and the volatility associated with FDA approval processes. In his early 20s, emboldened by his experiences and insights into the market, Scraley made the bold move to start his own hedge fund, Alia Capital Management. This venture, though short-lived, was indicative of Scraley's entrepreneurial spirit and its confidence in his investment strategies. It was a learning uh, experience that showcased both the potential rewards and the risks inherent in the finance sector, particularly for aggressively managed hedge funds. Not to turn by the challenges faced by his uh, hedge fund, Scraley co-founded SMB Capital Management in 2009. A a hedge fund that would become known for its emphasis on short selling, particularly in the biotech sector. MSMB Capital was where Screlly truly began to make his mark, employing a strategy that involved deep research into biotech companies, followed by bold bets on the success or failure of their pharmaceutical products. This approach required a nuanced understanding of both finance and science, leveraging Screlly's education and interest to identify investment opportunities that others might overlook. Screlly's career beginnings in finance were characterized by a blend of high risk strategies and a deep belief in his potential in the biotech industry. Okay. The potential of that industry to offer lucrative investment opportunities. His work during this period demonstrated a willingness to challenge conventional wisdom, a trait that would become a hallmark of his professional life. Through MSMB Capital, Squarely uh, not only made significant financial gains, but also established himself as a controversial figure in the finance world, unafraid afraid to take bold positions and defend them publicly. This early career phase set the stage for his transition into the pharmaceutical industry, where his financial acumen and aggressive business tactics would come to the forefront, ultimately defining his legacy in both the business world and the public eye. Scrawley's transition from a hedge fund manager to a pharmaceutical entrepreneur marked a significant pivot in his career, embedding him deeply into a sector where he would gain notoriety and spark widespread debate. This shift was not merely a change in industry focus, but a deliberate move to leverage his financial expertise within the burgeoning field of biotechnology and pharmaceuticals, an area where he had shown keen interest and investment acumen during his time in finance. The inception of Screlly's pharmaceutical career can be traced back to his founding of Retrofin in 2011. The company was established with a mission to focus on rare diseases, aiming to develop and repurpose the collected drugs that could serve niche patient populations. This venture was emblematic of Screlly's entrepreneurial spirit and his belief in the potential profitability of the pharmaceutical industry, particularly in areas that were overlooked by larger companies. Retrofin was a bold step into uncharted territory for Scally, blending his skills and investment with a venture that had tangible impacts on patients and healthcare. care. Retrofin, the business model which involved acquiring older drugs and then increasing the prices significantly, was a harbinger of the controversial practices that Scali would later be infamous for. However, it also reflect- reflected a strategic approach to pharmaceuticals identifying undervalued assets in the market and exploiting regulatory and market inefficiencies to generate profits. This strategy, while profitable, raised ethical questions about drug pricing and access, foreshadowing the public and media scrutiny that will intensify in the years to come. His role as CEO of MetroFind showcased his aggressive and sometimes contentious approach to business. Under his leadership, the company pursued acquisitions of old drugs with the intent to rebrand, redevelop, and relaunch them at higher prices. This practice, though legal, sparked debate over the morality of drug pricing, particularly in cases where patients depended on these medications for life threatening conditions. Squarelli defended these actions as necessary for funding future research and development, arguing that the profits generated would be reinvested into discovering new therapies for rare diseases. However, Screlly's tenure at Retrofin was not without its internal conflicts. His management style and strategic decisions eventually led to disputes within the company, culminating in his departure amid controversy. Allegations of using company funds for personal debts and engaging in stock manipulation would later emerge, leading to legal battles that further tarnished his reputation. Despite these controversies, Screlly's time at Retrofin was instrumental in establishing his identity As a pharmaceutical executive, setting the stage for his future endeavors. Excuse me. Following his exit from retrofit.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
3: Then, Screlly continued his journey in the pharmaceutical industry by founding Turing Pharmaceuticals. It was here that he would become a household name following the acquisition and subsequent price hike of Daraprim, a drug used to treat toxoplasmosis. This move exemplified Scraley's controversial approach to pharmaceuticals, igniting a firestorm of criticism over drug pricing ethics and the responsibilities of pharmaceutical companies to their patients. The story of Turing Pharmaceutical, a Daraprim controversy is a pitiful chapter in Martin Screlly's career, embodying the peak of its public notoriety and sparking a national conversation about pharmaceutical pricing ethics. Founded by Screlly in 2015, Turing Pharmaceutical soon became the center of a media storm and public outrage when it acquired Daraprim, a decades old drug essential for treating Toxoplasmosis, potentially life threatening parasitic infection that affects those with weakened immune systems immune systems, including HIV and AIDS patients. Daraprim, known genetically as pyramid mine, had been an affordable treatment option until Turing acquired the price the rights to the drug, and a move that shocked the healthcare community and the general public. Turning immediately, increased, increased the price of Darvone from thirteen fifty to seven hundred fifty dollars per pill overnight. This five thousand percent price hike made the drug prohibitively expensive for many patients and healthcare providers, leading to widespread condemnation from various stakeholders, including politicians, patient advocacy groups, and the pharmaceutical industry itself. squarely defended the price increase as a necessary measure to fund research and development of new treatments, arguing that the profits would be reinvested into creating better therapies for neglected diseases. He also claimed that the high prices would be mitigated by patient assistance programs designed to ensure that patients in need would not be denied access. However, these explanations did a little to quell the outrage. As critics argue that such drastic price increases place an undue burden on patients, insurance companies, and healthcare systems, effectively putting essential treatment out of reach for many. This controversy brought the issue of drug pricing into the spotlight, highlighting the broader problems within the pharmaceutical industry, including the re- lack of regulation around drug pricing, the amount of the monopolistic control over certain medications, and the ethical responsibilities of pharmaceutical companies to their patients. Scrawley, with his unapologetic and defiant persona, became the face of these issues, often engaging in public disputes with critics on social media and in various media appearances. His demeanor and responses in these interactions only fueled the public's animosity towards him and intensified the scrutiny of Turing Pharmaceuticals. Backlash against Screlly and Turing had several consequences. It prompted calls for legislative and regulatory reforms to prevent similar incidents of drug price gouging. Various policymakers proposed measures to increase transparency in drug pricing, enhance competition in the pharmaceutical market, and limit the ability of companies to dramatically increase prices on essential medications. Furthermore, hmm the controversy served as a catalyst for a broader debate of the moral and ethical dimensions of healthcare, specifically the balance between profit-making and providing access to essential medicines. In the wake of the controversy, Turing Pharmaceuticals attempted to mitigate the damage by offering discounts to hospitals and proposing more accessible patient assistance programs. However, these efforts did little to repair the, the company's tarnished reputation or alleviate concerns about the impact pricing strategy on patients. Screlly's legal challenges and eventual convictions serve, or stand as a dramatic turn in the narrative of a figure who had already become emblematic of contentious pharmaceutical pricing practices. Beyond the public uproar over drug pricing, Scraley faced serious allegations related to securities fraud, culminating in a high-profile trial that shifted focus from his actions in the industry to his early career in finance. In December 2015, Screlly was arrested on charges of security fraud, accused of operating a complex scheme during his time managing hedge fund, MSMB Capital Management, and while he was was CEO of Retrofin. The allegations suggest that Screlly had misled investors about the performance of his hedge funds and misappropriated $11 million in assets from Retrofin to pay off disgruntled investors who had lost money in his funds. These charges painted a picture of a financial manipulator who used his company as, a, as personal piggy banks, engaging in a sophisticated shell game to cover up his misdeeds. The trial commenced in June 2017 and was a media spectacle, attracting widespread attention due to S- Scraley's notoriety from the Daraprim controversy. Throughout the proceedings, the prosecution presented evidence that Scraley had indeed defrauded investors through a, a series of misleading statements. And illegal financial maneuvers. The defense argued that despite his unconventional methods and abrasive personality, his investors ultimately did not lose money. Some saw substantial returns on their investments. This argument highlighted a complex aspect of Scarly's case the question of whether unconventional or unethical behavior equates to criminal activity if the invest- investors did not incur financial harm in the end. After a month long trial, the jury found. Scarily guilty on two counts of securities fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit securities fraud, while acquitting him on five other charges. In March 2018, he was sentenced to seven years in federal prison and ordered to forfeit nearly 7.4 million, which included a requirement to surrender assets that could be associated with his criminal activity, including a one of a kind Wu-Tang Clan album he had purchased for two million dollars. Screlly's conviction was a watershed moment that underscored the serious consequences of white-collar crime. It also served as to somewhat separate his legal troubles from his ethical debates surrounding his tenure in the pharmaceutical industry, focusing public attention on the legality of his financial operations. His sentencing was seen by many as justice served for a figure who had become a symbol of greed and ethical malfeasance in business. In the aftermath of his conviction, Screlly had remained a figure of public fascination, with this case being cited in debates over the need for reform of pharmaceutical industry and financial regulation. His story serves as a cautionary tale about the consequences of blurring ethical lines in pursuit of profit, the importance of transparency and integrity in business operations, and the role of the legal system in holding individuals accountable for their actions. Scraley's legal challenges and conviction underscore the complexities of navigating the intersecting worlds of fi- finance and pharmaceuticals, highlighting the need for vigilance and ethical conduct in both sectors. Ultimately, Martin Screlly's public perception and media pre- presence reflect the complexities of modern fame, where social media blurs the lines between personal and public personas, and where public figures can be simultaneously hated and celebrated. Screlly's story raises questions about the role of media in shaping the narratives of individuals at the center of ethical and legal controversies. The responsibilities of public figures at this in their communications and the impact of personal behavior on professional legacies. As such, Screlly remains a case study in the power of media to define and sometimes defy public perception. On May eighteenth, 2022, Screlly was released from the Allenwood Prison and transferred to a Bureau of Prisons halfway house. He was released after completing all programs that allowed for, for his prison release to be short. He lived in the halfway house until September 22. After his release, he, le- he lived with his sister in Queens and earned $2,500 per month as a consultant for a small law firm. According to his Substack, Screlly wrote that he did the consulting as a favor to a friend and did not live on $2,500 a month, rather, had an additional salary and a main day job for TL software, as well as income from other software ventures. And before we uh, wrap up today's episode, we'd like to remind you, or we'd like to thank our sponsor ExpressVPN. In a world where online scrutiny never sleeps and your digital footprint can echo louder than your words, ExpressVPN stands as your steadfast guardian. Inspired by the tales of those who've navigated the stormy seas of public opinion, like Martin Scraley, we're reminded of the paramount importance of privacy and security in a digital age. Whether you're managing multi million dollar portfolios, engaging young, in heated online debates, or simply browsing in peace, ExpressVPN provides the armor for your online presence. Their state of the art encryption technology ensures your internet activity stays private, your personal information remains secure, and your Digital identity cloaked from the prying eyes of the world. So why choose ExpressVPN? Well, for starters, there's superior encryption. Military-grade encryption shields you from hackers, governments, and even ISPs. And global access. You can seamlessly stream and browse content from anywhere in the world, bypassing geo-restrictions with ease. And of course, there's speed and reliability. You'll be experiencing ultra fast speeds and reliable connections ensuring your online activities uninterrupted and best of all there's zero log policy true privacy means no tracking they keep no logs of your activities so your browsing stays between you and the internet an area where your online actions can lead to real world consequences don't leave your digital door unlocked whether you're a high profile Figure facing public scrutiny or a private individual who values your online freedom, ExpressVPN is your ally in the quest for digital privacy and security. So check out the link today and join today for a 30-day free trial. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this channel, hit that like button, the bell notification button to be notified of future videos, and leave a comment in the comment section below. of course, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS and follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps.